0: you think welcome to the I work for him zone I hope you're never the same in our never ending I work for him desire to bring you the practical the tactical the factual and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work today we're talking about helping companies see it rain in the black or produce black rain. That's right, we have Cynthia Blackwell and Mark Goldstein with Black Rain Partners out of Orlando. Mark's the, the CEO, president, super dude from the Christian Chamber of Commerce in Orlando. Both of them are joining us after Cynthia, you spoke at the Christian Chamber event here in Tampa Bay. But before we get started, I wanted to just I wanted to read these scripture verses from Deuteronomy. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words I say. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our Lord. Cynthia Blackwell, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to the I Work For Him show. Great to be here. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, I'm glad to have you here in the studio. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, Cynthia, when you were speaking earlier today at the uh, Christian Chamber of Commerce, you mentioned that this will be your first time on radio.
1: Yes, I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad. You also mentioned something else that you thought when you'd come on the radio, it would be to sing Loretta
1: Lynn's Coal Miner's Daughter, the song. Uh, well, yes, indeed. Or <laughs> so I thought.
0: I thought it would only be fair if I gave her that opportunity today.
1: Born a coal miner's daughter. Thank you very much. I I just, you know. Daddy will be proud. (laughs) Your bucket list
0: is now complete. Well, one thing anyway. (laughs) One thing on the bucket list. When you said that, I I, I immediately texted Andrea. I said, can you please queue up Loretta Lynn, coal miner's daughter? Because you said it right there. You got it. That's what you thought you'd be doing. So,
1: uh, i appreciate that thank you
0: no no problem because i wanted to make sure that you felt at home and and this was a dream so mark did you have any songs you always wanted to sing on the radio not that i'll admit (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay we'll try to dig that out of them later okay Uh all right so listen as i do with every guest that comes on my show before we get started i really want you just to share right now how is jesus christ making an impact on your life today cynthia
1: Just by being here today and having the honor and pleasure of presenting to a growing Christian chamber here in Tampa Bay that every city in America should have. So just being here with you.
0: That was awesome. Thank you very much. And it was awesome to have you. And that room was packed today. There was standing room only today. There was six or seven tables. It was, it was. The energy was amazing. It was that and the air conditioner could have been a little bit higher, I thought. It got a little hot in there. Mark, what about you? How has Jesus Christ made an impact on your life today? By having the
2: opportunity to be salt and light, to take that, the, the vertical relationship that I have and have the opportunity to let it go horizontal to folks I meet and have the opportunity to interact with.
0: Now, now Mark, you've got more of an interesting background than that. I, I love the way you shared that today. It perfected you is what I, I like to call it. Is that what you said today? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different a messianic Jew, like, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's always a privilege because of you know I'm an Old Testament guy. I've been studying my Bible all my life, but I, I I love the story of God's chosen people, and you're you're a descendant of those people. How does that impact and how does that change your perspective on being a Christ follower?
2: I don't know that it, it really changes the perspective on being a, a Christ, how I view myself as a Christ follower. But when I became a Christian and I, too, started studying the Old Testament, the richness of the heritage and growing up, I was not a religious Jew. OK, but after becoming a Christian, that that richness and the heritage and really understanding who I am. Uh, In 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 Christ, and how not only uh, he wanted to save my ancestors, he wanted to save me too.
0: And he wanted you wanted your ancestors to be the light to the world. Yeah, and 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 he and he has used that. I mean, and and what's incredible to me as I study the Old Testament is it's so incredible the impact of how you know when I when I first when I was drugged to church I had a drug problem going to you know when I was a kid my mom and dad drugged me to church Cynthia all the time, and and, and I and I just. I just looked at the Old Testament. How come the God in the Old Testament's different than the God in the New Testament? Oh, God in the Old Testament just seems angry. And then there's Jesus. And that doesn't mesh. And then when I look at when you really start to study, it, you realize what an incredible love story the Old Testament is.
2: Absolutely, You shared from Deuteronomy a little, a little bit ago. And I encourage people, sit down and read all 34 chapters in one sitting. Because here was Moses getting ready to die. And this was... The last, it was his sermons, the last things he was telling his kids before he went. And what a love story that God shared, how he wanted the best for them, that they traveled 40 years and their shoes didn't wear out and their feet never got blisters. What a loving God that
0: is. It's incredible. Cynthia, back to you. Black Rain Partners. Uh, Obviously, I got the black part. That's part of your last name. Where, where did it come from? Whose brainchild was it? I'm guessing it was yours, but
1: and what's it all about? What's it all about? Well, Black Rain Partners actually doesn't come from my name. It doesn't? N- no, not at all. Uh, it, the first time someone said that to me, I thought to myself, wow, that would have been really smart to do that. <laughs> wouldn't it? Okay. Um, people have always called me a rainmaker, connecting and, and just helping them grow their business. And so uh, when it came to developing the name of the company, well, w- what do you do? You know, you have a brainstorming session. Well, we make rain, and we're going to teach our clients how to make rain and help them develop those processes and procedures to do it with the focus on the relationships. And so, in essence, from a financial perspective, we're going to help their financials and P&L and reports stay in the black, not red. And so we're going to help them make black rain, and that's how... We developed the name of the company well, I loved how you presented
0: today at the Christian Chamber. just lots of Thank different you. ways to do that I mean you had so you had so many things, a lot of encouraging words, but you know I, I loved um the the whole mirror thing you, you asked you asked do people have a mirror?
1: Yes, at their desk specifically. And if they look at themselves in the mirror every single morning before, while they're getting ready and before they go out the door. And what
0: was interesting is, and that was so that you feel good about yourself. You mentioned you mentioned that, but the people at my table turned to that a little bit and said, the reason we have a, a mirror at our At our desk, is so that we make sure we're smiling when we're talking to people on
1: the phone. Absolutely, absolutely. But the other thing is too: before you get out of the car, before you go into an appointment, even when it's a uh, or a meeting where it's might be a difficult, crucial conversation, you should look at yourself in the mirror and say, "You know what? I love you, and this is going to be a great meeting." Because if you say to yourself, "It's going to be a great meeting," or "You're going to have a great day," that's exactly what you're going to have.
2: You know, and talking back to Deuteronomy, the Shema, uh, you know, hero Israel, the Lord of God and mm-hmm. God, the Lord of one. Love God with all your heart and all your soul and love others as yourself. Well, the thing is, we really can't love others unless we understand that love with us. Absolutely. And that whole mirror thing reminds us.
0: That were his kids. Yes. And it's the same thing. People have a hard time forgiving others so they learn how to forgive themselves. Yep. Same Absolutely. same kind of issue. All right. So Cynthia, your your group, Black Rain Partners, is a member of the Orlando Christian Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Why? Why did you join that?
1: Well, first off, after meeting Mark and falling madly in love with him, because he's just so fabulous, the energy and and what he was doing, when I met Mark, I think he had just taken over the Christian chamber, it might have been six months, and uh, he immediately asked me, what can I do to help you, and I'm not used to that. I'm used to being the one asking those questions. And so then I said, what can I do? What can Black Ring Partners do to help you? And so very quickly it was, let's spread the word. Let's get more businesses involved. And let's help others, other like-minded Christians, get involved in the community and join the Christian Chamber. And so that was six years ago, seven years ago, and I haven't looked back, and every month I bring a guest or two, and so I've been, uh, I like to think I've been a contributing factor to the success of the Christian Chamber. So how big was the Chamber when you first joined? Probably about 60 members, 75 members, and I think now we're growing up to 400 to 500 members. Well, we're in the threes. (laughs) Mark Mark is much shyer about the number than than I am. Chambers tend to, uh, as a whole, uh, somewhat
0: grow their numbers faster than the membership portrays. So it's good that you're conservative, because a lot of chambers say, oh yeah, we got lots and lots of members. You're like, really? Where are they? All right, so Mark, you didn't found the central the Central Christian Chamber Conference, which is in Orlando. I'm just going to call it the Orlando Christian sure. Chamber because that, that'll make sense to people. But you've been running it now for a lot of years. Where, where did you get the passion to do that kind of thing? Um, I've just,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I've been in radio. I've been in other media. And um, looking at the, the Christian community, we, we have this, somehow this disconnect that we go to church on Sunday and we have to leave our faith at the threshold and come Monday our faith is not congruent with our business and that's always frustrated me because for me it's marketplace ministry it's the fact that you know God gives us a talent to, to have a to do a product or service but he does that to help us as a catalyst if you will uh to help us connect in the marketplace and to take all the best that God has made us, and somehow separate that from the
0: vehicle that that God has us do—that just doesn't make sense. So, but where did you learn that what you learned on Sunday didn't apply to Monday? Where did you hear that? Uh, the Bible? No, what? <laughs> no, you didn't. But you didn't hear that in the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible says that what we do doesn't apply to Monday through Friday. It doesn't no no i'm I'm sorry I, I missed okay, this. so what so the question was I'm like, just in case you're listening, listeners, Mark misunderstood my question yeah. okay, so but where did you learn that what you what you studied on Sunday didn't apply to monday through friday where did I mean who told you that, hey, my faith on Sunday doesn't apply to monday uh you hear
2: that just in watching business people? Right, mm-hmm. And that's and that's really
1: action speaks louder than words. Right. Yeah.
0: But but a lot of that issue, though, is the encouragement of pastors, because pastors don't know how to encourage business people mm-hmm. right, in order to say, hey, by the way, what I talked to you about on Sunday applies yes. to every moment of every day of your yes. lives. And and that where we go, you know, when you ask the average pastor, how many missionaries does your church support? They'll say 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. But if, how big is the church you go to, Mark? Mine's two hundred. Okay, so would your pastor say I send out two hundred missionaries every every Monday? Mine
2: does. Yes. Okay,
0: fine. <laughs> Cynthia, no, what about yours?
1: Uh, I go to Northland over in. Oh, Longwood, so that's like so.
0: five, six, seven thousand people, right? Yeah. <laughs> they got a bookstore. That's why I know because my wife and yes. I have been to that bookstore because she's friends with the woman that runs that bookstore.
1: Oh yes, yes. love it. I love so, attending.
0: So when would if I asked your pastor how many missionaries do you send out? Out of your church. Would he answer 50 or 60, or would he say 7,000?
1: He would probably say 7,000.
0: All right, fine. You guys are totally wrecking it for me today. All right, so, but the, the point is... Uh, he would
1: probably say, I hope... And I would pray that it would right. be.
0: And, and so you guys go to unusual churches, and I'm pray. I praise the Lord for that. We need to have your pastors then start influencing the counties over here in Tampa Bay. But the the point is, everything about our faith applies to everything that we do. Absolutely. And and it's and so that's what the Christian Chambers are all about. Trying to hey recognize, hey your faith applies. It applies. And really, Mark, your efforts to help Lori Hill found the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay were fantastic. And as Lori and I, you know, I was always in the background of Lori. I wasn't at the forefront. I, I just was, was her supporter. I told her I'd do whatever I could do to help her. But at the same time, she was helping launch the Christian Chamber. We were starting the iWork for Him radio program. But your support was instrumental. We never would have got it off the ground if not without the support of the Orlando Christian Chamber of Commerce, commonly known as the Central christian chamber of commerce in orlando cynthia what i want to hear from you is your website your website says you're equipped with the necessary knowledge to enable her to be a foundational catalyst for sustainable business growth by placing focus on the importance of relationships internal and external that was a very very fancy words your website is very impressive tell me why relationships are so important
1: Relationships are are everything in life. I mean, growing up, uh, my father worked for the railroad, and we used to travel all throughout Texas and Kansas and Arizona and all over the place. And there were two places my mother always took us. Me being the oldest of four girls, I remember all of this. The first place we went is we found our church, and the second place we went was the Chamber of Commerce. Um, Really? Oh, yes. So Mama always said you have to um... relationships are everything family you know, God, family, and then business. And so that's the way I practice my life and my professional career. And I've taught my children that too.
0: Well, so you were
1: one of four girls. Yeah. And then you have five girls and one boy? Yes. Wow. And three grandchildren. Yay. i waiting awesome. for more. <laughs> waiting. waiting for more. No pressure. Are your kids going to be listening tonight? Oh, absolutely. I'll make them. You'll make them. If not, you'll send <laughs> them the link to the archive. Uh huh. Listen to mommy and then I'll follow up and say, Did you listen?
0: Well, we can. And, and I'm going to test you. Hey, did you hear mom sing on the radio? Uh, So (laughs) when we come back, I really want to dig a little deeper into that relationship thing, because really, Mark and Cynthia, the, the relationship factor is how we are going to make an impact on florida that's how we're going to make an impact on the i4 corridor because if people can see in us a love for them regardless of what they sell and how they act that's how jesus is going to make an impact on their life really quick i'm going to do a book highlight cynthia i had a question for you this is i'm gonna put you on the spot you have no idea i was gonna ask you this question Uh uh oh. no it's okay i'm not gonna make you (laughs) sing like you did the first segment of the song (laughs) of the show have you ever read the five love languages
1: absolutely would you like to know my primary love language actually no okay so
0: what what i I wanted to know is have you yes of course i do what
1: words of affirmation
0: that was awesome (laughs) you did that so well and what's your number
1: two um words of affirmation and quality time quality time now Mm
0: -hmm. that's that's it's nice to know your own now you've got five children and three grandchildren
1: Do, do you know all theirs Six children. Excuse and me, three I'm sorry. Five girls, one boy. Yes. Sorry, and do you know all of theirs? Yes, I do. You do, really? Uh, absolutely. Do you know your husbands? Absolutely. Okay, so here's a question How many employees do you have, or how many people are part of the Black Rain Partners group? Nine. Nine. Do you know all of theirs? Absolutely. And I know all of my clients as well. Do you have them take the test? Um, no, we have I, I, actually when we're every client that we're working with and we're talking to them about investing back into their company yep. and knowing what their key leadership, what their love languages are from a business perspective so then that way they're showing appreciation and gratitude to their team, but in a way that they're going to absorb it and appreciate it. So
0: in your in a corporate level, have you taken your group through the five languages of appreciation in the workplace? Because that, that's what they did. You know, because Gary Chapman is a genius at making yes. money. And he took five love languages and applied it to everything, including the five languages of appreciation in the workplace.
1: We have not done that. You have that. not? No, okay. And really not. all it does
0: is it, cha- it does the little spin on the physical touch part, because you got to be careful about physical touch in the workplace. Of
1: course. That's but- my disclaimer. Is that your disclaimer? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> From well, an HR perspective, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in case you're an HR person, I imagine outsourced because a small group like when, it, you use an outsource.
1: Wendy, you'll appreciate that's that That's right. Component. That's
0: right. But physical touch can still be appropriate in the workplace when yes. done appropriately. Absolutely. Okay. But the reason I say that is it's time for my book highlight segment. And as always, it's brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community. I'm having a hard time saying that. No, I haven't had them on due. Uh, it's been a part of the Largo community for over 29 years. Located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo, there are 2,400 square foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop, C H A R I S dot com. Be the first person to call into our studio line today at 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, and I'll send you a copy of the book we highlight today Compliments of My Wife Martha and Caris Christian Books and Gifts. All right, the book we're highlighting today is The Five Languages of Appreciation, all about building a huge team, a great organization. You can't love your people in the workplace if you don't know what their love languages are. Cynthia, that's why I set you up like that because it, that that is the greatest executive tool known to man. If you and to women, uh, it, it is just so powerful, and I'm amazed at how many people miss it.
1: Very powerful. I, I mean. It, it, Leaders with their staff and team, but not to mention from a business development perspective or raising, you know, generating revenue, you need to know what makes people feel good it's, and what influences it, them and drives
0: them. I never thought about the fact that getting my customers knowing their love languages. So listen, if you're an executive and you haven't read the book Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, you need to call into the studio line now, 855-265-2929, and remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, when we come back, we've got lots more with Cynthia Blackwell and Mark Goldstein talking about, listen, how to make our customers, how to make rain with our customers, black rain with our customers, how to actually just be a light in the community, not only with your clients, with your people, but really, Mark, as you were saying in, in our break, and I stopped you, it's so important and we're running out of time, but we need to help our pastors understand business people absolutely because they're struggling with it and it's and you know the pastors that understand it are the pastors that have been in business and then became pastors was your pastor in business before cynthia not that i know of was that. your pastor in business mine was yes okay you're just you guys are totally wrecking my analogies okay so very good mark thank you you helped <laughs> me a lot but that was, that's great at northland that he understands that and so we need to help our pastors understand that business is not evil that in the business, that's a mission field. I mean, a lot, we, have, we talk about bivocational pastors all over the country. That's what we're talking about doing right here in Florida on the I-4 corridor. All right, so we're back talking with Cynthia Blackwell and Mark Goldstein, really, about all kinds of things. But Right before the break, we were talking about the impact of the five love languages on your workplace, not only with your employees, with your customers and their employees. Do you do you actually go through it and explain it, Cynthia,
1: to your to your customers? Absolutely, we have a whole training module on appreciation and the five love languages, and understanding which one theirs is, as well as what their leadership style is and how to apply it.
0: What's your you help customers really? become profitable. Your, your whole goal is to teach them how to get more sales. And not just sales, but to develop deeper relationships, which help your company become profitable by making sales. I mean, we're all in the business of sales. What is your favorite part about all of that?
1: Those aha moments. So teaching them how to fish. So then that way, when we leave, it's a behavior modification. We've taught them something. So those aha moments when they get it, and they can continue on. And then when they hit critical mass again or they need some more help, they reach back out. But they stay in contact with us during that time frame to call or shoot an email and say, look what I did.
0: Mark, has Cynthia ever helped you with an aha moment? Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> we missed, I was going to say, we missed the crickets there for a second.
2: Kind of like sounds of silence. Yeah. Second. Uh, absolutely. Um, I've learned a lot from cynthia in uh uh, yeah i'm a relational kind of guy um but uh, cynthia has some very tactical ways that you can put those relationships into action and uh uh, so yeah she's been just mentoring me as uh, in watching her uh in in the business area and the other thing is I swim in the Christian pond. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, chamber members are Christian. I'm I'm interacting with them all the time. Uh, Black Rain Partners is a company run by Christians in a secular market. So to be able to be that salt and light without being overt and in your face. So, uh yeah, that's that's another way that uh, that Cynthia, uh, Amy, one of the partners, Wendy Uh, have really been able to share with me, you know, how how to do it correctly.
0: Well, and you get to watch Cynthia in action and and watching her in action. As you described her today, I thought that was very, very interesting. As you described her, a poodle on... Actually, why don't you just say it again? Um, I
2: have described her in the past as a circus poodle on Red Bull. A
0: circus poodle on Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) And, And if you've seen her in action... Really, you know, if you've seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a circus poodle, but you know, the Red Bull thing. Are you a Red Bull addict?
1: Actually, no, I don't
0: like it. (laughs) (laughs) But you do. But you do have an extraordinary amount of energy.
1: Yes, I do. I was blessed with a lot of energy yeah, and enthusiasm. No,
0: yeah, no, and I, I I think that's hilarious because people were going, Jim, you're going to have a run for your money today on the radio. I'm like, yeah, I actually think she can go head-to-head with me. I think that's pretty good. I think I actually <laughs> may need a Mountain Dew, but we didn't have time to get a Mountain Dew on the way to the studio. So, all right. So, Mark, you've been watching Cynthia in action. How does she demonstrate the importance of relationships in and amongst the people in the office? Uh, integrity. Um, doing the right
2: thing when it's hard to do when it would be easy to do uh to to make a decision uh that by compromising might help in the short term but long term uh the you know the uh uh, the long-term implications aren't aren't good so being consistently doing the right thing when no one's looking
0: Mm. And that's the de- that is the definition of integrity. You're doing the, the right thing when nobody's looking. Nobody cares. Yeah. That, so, Cynthia, let, let's just ask this question. You're dealing with executives. You're trying to help organizations really shift their paradigm to a new way of thinking so that they're more productive, uh, they're more profitable. Uh, obviously, being in business is all about being profitable. In fact, every organization, they have to generate profits in order to exist. That, that's yes. the essence of organization. What is one of the one or two of the most common factors you see executives struggling with Christian or non-Christian? doesn't matter because I'm sure it's probably very, very common. What are the things you see them struggling with the most that you guys get to help them with?
1: That it's okay to have feelings and be emotional, but don't allow your decisions to be based strictly on emotion. Um, And um, it's okay not to know what you don't know. And to reach out and have others that do know so they can help you. And if you make a mistake, own up to it and learn from it. Because if you don't learn, that situation's going to keep coming back over and over again until you do grasp the lesson.
0: All right, so you gave me three. Okay, so okay, then it's okay. No, it's okay. No, I just want to make sure I got them all right. So, so let me see if I understand what you're
1: saying. Okay. Oh, well, verify. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. No, I was listening to it. You were very, very good. I took a lot. Of, I took a whole page of notes uh, and keeping up with the Loretta Lynn's one with the star. Uh, yeah, and if you missed the beginning of the show today, listen. You got to go back and listen to the archive because it was Cynthia's dream that she thought the first time she'd be on radio, she'd be singing Loretta Lynn's song, "The Coal Miner's Daughter." <laughs> And, and it must have been, is, is that just a song from your childhood that you grew up with?
1: Uh-huh. My father uh, is a coal miner son from West Virginia. Oh, okay. And so Daddy, when that movie came out, uh, he made sure that we sat down and watched it. And he said, this is the way that I grew up. He was—he is the oldest of nine children. So they literally got a new power shoes once a year.
0: New power shoes. <laughs> new power shoes. Yeah, I can't talk like that. I'm from Minnesota. Okay. All right. So, All right. So let, let's... So, but anyway, at the beginning of the beginning of the show today we got to sing you know coal miner's daughter all the words that I knew and the ones that Cynthia knew and for like five seconds, okay, so you said feelings and emotion and executives just admit that they have feelings and emotion and for a lot of gentlemen executives. That's difficult for them to do,
1: Yes.
0: obviously for ladies that's not as difficult for them to do, but they are shamed often in those positions to not admit they have feelings yes. because of the power of the position, yes, yeah, you know, they're not allowed or the
1: or the perception of weakness yeah
0: that that if you actually show emotion and have your feelings hurt, that's yeah a perception of weakness, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Jesus expressed emotion all the time, yes. and he was not weak, all right, so that's your number one. they struggle with that that it's okay to know what you don't know. But the, what I learned many, many years ago is you. It, it's okay to know what you don't know. Make sure you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you.
1: Exactly. Smarter than you, more energy than you, know more than you, more experience than you, because that's how you're going to grow as a person. That's right. how you're going to learn.
0: But a lot of executives fall into that trap, don't they, Mark, that, that when uh, they hire people that aren't a threat to them. I mean, I don't know what you've seen, Mark, in the Christian Chamber as you're meeting all these different people. Do you see people recognize that they should hire people smarter than them and more energy than them? Or do you see them hiring people that aren't a threat to them?
2: Well, I think it depends on how they see themselves. Who? And whether or not they feel secure in the position that they're in, uh, I know some people, they, they won't hire the best talent for fear that, that best talent's going to replace them. Where Jim Collins talks about the fact that level five companies, you always hire people that are better than you are, because that's what makes the company better, and that's what makes you better, is to have people that can kind of raise the bar.
0: I can't think of the name of his latest book, but I just finished reading it last late last year, The Blue, Good to Great. Follow up, follow up. Have you guys read it yet? I can't. Think I haven't can't read it. Great. To the oh, you know. Anyway, I, it's, it was a great book. I read it. I've highlighted it. I've read. I read so many books. All right. So that was your number one. Feelings and emotions. Struggling with admitting that they have feelings and emotions. It's okay to not know what you don't know. It's okay to not not to know what you don't know. And I can't read my writing. You said the third one. Wow, that
1: was really great. What was your third one? Do you remember? No, because you just brought up Jim Collins, and I'm trying to remember what that book was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's good to great and built to last. Built, I, built to last. Yeah, yes. but that, then there was the then one that was he just an... did. He just did this one. All right, all right. Okay, so let's just focus on these two while I'm trying to see what I wrote down because I wrote it down and you, it was really really it good. Was and,
1: surrounding yourself. Their leadership style. Mm, that no, wasn't what it was. That wasn't
0: it. Otherwise, I would those writing scribbles that I have there would make sense okay so no, it's okay, Mountain Dew it's, okay. Time. <laughs> it's okay Andrea can listen to it and write it to me she can listen to the past while we're talking right now you can do that right no you can't do that do you remember what she said okay so talk to me about why do executives struggle so much with the feelings and emotions why is it that they feel like they can't be real transparent and vulnerable and still be a powerful leader
1: no they they there are those that struggle with that but then there are others that i've had this um i really like this particular person they've been with me for 5 years i, I they want to conform the position or conform the company to keep that person employed versus helping that individual um find their true next position Okay. am I ma- am I making sense yeah but I'm trying because they love them they don't want to see fault in them oh, here, here's a perfect example we have a client that um, their um, uh, financial person okay. does not have the skill set in that position any longer okay they've been in that position for 15 years they're afraid of technology so they do things differently. And still doing them from 15 years ago. When today we need to have someone in that position that understands the uh, uh, economy, understands um, where the organization is going in reference to their products and services. And so it's a it's a different mindset. It's a, it's a different skill set. It's a different experience uh, 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 expertise. I
2: think the market is so competitive, and jobs are there's like 50 people for for one job i think to admit vulnerability is an incredible weakness but i think that's where like christian chambers the the body you know, christian business people coming together that you're around enrichers you're around people that can help you and uh, help you grow and 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 lift each other up um i think there, there's an amount of vulnerability you're you're comfortable with having with people that you're yoked with away from the office. And does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And really, Jesus demonstrated that so well. He was so good at being transparent, vulnerable with his people, yet being a strong leader. And he trained up 12 guys. 11 of which changed the world. Mm -hmm. And he was so good at equipping people that would replace him because he he left the scene so they could go do it. Otherwise, if he remained there, the center of the influence would have always been Jesus. But he allowed those 12 guys, 11 of which remained, to go change the world by touching people all over the Middle East and then eventually the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. All right, so that was your number one. Your number two was it's okay to know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So what did you
1: mean by that? They can't... um, um Loving themselves and knowing that they don't know everything and that there is no such thing as a um, uh, jack-of-all-trades. You need to be really good at at this one thing and then surround yourself with others that know the other components of the business. So, for example, a founder and CEO of a company, technology and IT, they're really great. They understand IT. They understand technology, and they can drive it. But they also need that CFO or that financial brain because financials is not their gig. It's not their expertise. And then they also need someone over here that is going to be running the marketing and branding and then the business development and sales because that's not what they like to to do. That's not what they can do or they want to do. So that's what I mean by that is understanding themselves and not fearing the unknown. It's okay not to be good at that. What's the when? When
0: you talk about the, the thing that brings out the most energy in you, Cynthia, what is it? What is the thing that when you go to the end of the day, you go, "That was the best thing ever." I just love that. The thing that the energy doesn't even feel like work. What is that for you?
1: Oh my gosh, that's all day. Um, is those aha moments? Is it connecting and uh, the dots and helping clients with those aha moments? Whether it's Introducing a client with a potential uh, collaborate, collaborative partnership and, you know, watching the sparks fly, you know, starting the conversation and then backing off to doing a training session with a team. And the energy and the questions, those are yeah, those are the best days. <laughs>
0: now, and do you, when you're, when you're going through those sessions, do you find yourself using prayer a lot in order to be able to dig those great points out of those people? Because you have to, yeah, sometimes it's a digging, it's an, exca, it's an excavation. you got to dig stuff out of people in order to help them with those aha moments.
1: Do you find yourself using prayer a lot in that? Yes, Yes. Um, But again, depending upon the size of the group or, you know, before a meeting, before um, a planning session, before a work session, before a training session, or even quite honestly at the end saying, you know, thank you. Um, Or them saying to them, have faith in yourself and, and believe the power of prayer and the power of the universe.
0: Yeah, no it it is it is power. I, what I find is just how amazing it is when you're and you're having a conversation with somebody and just on your heart you're saying, "Lord, I just need help digging through that. Just help me to figure that out." All right, we've got in studio Cynthia Blackwell with Black Rain Partners and Mark Goldstein with the Orlando Christian Chamber of Commerce. Known to all those people over there in Orlando as the Central Christian Chamber of Commerce. Is that what the full name is or has it got even more than that, Mark? Well, it's actually more. That's actually a DBA. So we,
2: it, well, so we don't have to we well, go, go ahead and go
0: through the whole name so I've said it right well, one time. Actually, it's
2: the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, Incorporated, DBA, Central Florida... Christian Chamber of Commerce.
0: Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. I've said it once correctly. All right, so I apologize about that. All right. So listen, I I want Cynthia and Mark, these are the questions I really want to ask as we close out the show today. Everybody wants to know, hey, how do I do it? Give me some practical Cynthia. You're constantly trying to help people become more productive, more profitable in their businesses. You're trying to help them create black rain. You're trying to help them really take their businesses to the next level. How do you incorporate your faith in Christ into that each and every day?
1: Well, the first thing I do every single morning is um thank you for waking up. Thank you for this beautiful, wonderful opportunity and for saying to me, Go share and go surround yourself with wonderful people. How I do that with clients is asking them, I mean, just very simple questions. Why are you doing this in the first place? Are you happy? Do you have faith in in yourself and, and of course, faith in the people around you? And do you have faith in in God and in, in Jesus? And do you practice that? If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. If it feels right, then do it.
0: So what when I don't know how often it comes up in your conversations but when you share with people let's just say it's a, it's an it's a a business company that isn't necessarily being run by Christian principles which there's a lot of them out there and they're just seeking they're just looking for true answers how often do you get a chance to share with somebody how Christ has made an impact on your life with those business executives
1: I would say probably every time I meet with them Awesome Every time I meet with them, so because I'll ask them, especially when I'm working with a CEO of an organization, and I'll ask them, so what wonderful things have happened since our last meeting, and what challenging things have happened since our last meeting, and how did you approach it how did you know what was the situation and how did you address it, and what was the solution, and how do you feel about what it you know what it is that you did and, and the approach um and, and always sharing with them you know, strong faith you know in many instances every time I have lunch or breakfast you know a meal with any of the clients before we break bread I always ask if it's okay if I say grace
0: awesome Mark every day you're working with uh, Christian business owners and I'm sure you've got members of the of the central Florida Christian Chamber <laughs> of Commerce that aren't Christ followers do you have some non-christ followers in the in the central panel or central <laughs> central, <laughs> central uh, how about this the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce it's a lot it's a lot do do you how do you get to minister to those business people?
2: Well, actually, we we have some Israeli Jews awesome. in the
0: chamber, and
2: we have you know we have people that have. Are there very, anything very different family. than an Israeli Jew? I mean, aren't you all uh, descendants of Israel? Well, yeah, but I mean, they just moved over here from Israel. Oh, so. Why would anybody move back here? I, that
0: I don't understand. Okay, from
2: well, no, they they're from there, and oh, okay. they come here. All right, they they live in Miami, but uh, you know, I think for, for me, it's doing what I do with excellence. I think you know Christians. Um, we kind of get this idea: well, you got to do business with me because I'm a Christian. No, oh. I'm going to do business with you not because you're not because you're a Christian, but because you're a Christian. You've committed to do your business with excellence,
0: and as long as that's the case, because I yeah. had I had a rule in my life: if somebody ever presented their faith to me in a networking meeting, said, Hey, you should do business with me? I'm a Christian those people would go in that sea pocket like you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. Because somebody leads with their faith, they're not usually people you want to do business with. Exactly. They're usually freaky scary.
2: What's that whole thing, the St. Francis of Assisi, that we should always preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. But we need to use words, though. It, we, we do, but it's... We don't have to be preachy, but no. it, we need to be consistently living the gospel. And... What we say, we mean. What we mean, we say. The, you know that kind of thing, and and to uh, uh, again to be consistent and to serve rather than sell to serve.
1: See, and for me, I'll add: action speaks louder than words. Always. Yeah. One one of the things um, for me, being the primary rainmaker for Black Rain, is prospective clients. I ask them what they're doing from a community engagement perspective or investing back in their team.
0: How do they get a hold of Black Rain Partners?
1: 407-367-0883 or blackrainpartners.com.
0: Your number one client, the type of client you love to have, what are they?
1: That they know they don't know what they don't know, and they value bringing in someone that is truly going to understand them and help them get to the next level and hold them accountable and tell them the truth, not what they want to hear.
0: We've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. Hey, I'm looking for a 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to take the I Work For Him challenge to look at their workplace as their mission field. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to start praying for their coworkers and their employees and to start praying with them. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to start looking for ways to reach outside to those employees and, and coworkers outside of work, to get together with them and to let them know how real you are so you can influence them through relationship. I'm looking for a 1,000 people in Tampa Bay that are looking for ways to serve people in the workplace. A thousand Christ followers to start being the best and brightest example of a person in your position, in your job If you're interested in being one of those people, go onto my website and subscribe to I Work For Him Get uh, notices every day or every week about the podcast we're uploading But you can get on our newsletter list, which we'll start doing But I'm looking for a thousand people to stand up for Jesus in their workplace You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host Jim Brangenberg I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for Him